Hello and welcome to the First Ray Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration of America. I'm your host, Jerry Ewalt, Chief Marketing Officer for Restoration of America. And today we are blessed to reconnect with Mark Weaver, a seasoned communication strategist, lawyer, and lecturer. Mark is an expert in his field and is here to speak with us about the current state of affairs in his home state of Ohio. Well, Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Well, it's, it's our pleasure. And uh, since we're, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the upcoming Ohio ballot initiative, I'd love for you to give the audience a, a little bit about your, your legal and political background in the Buckeye State. Sure. I'm originally from Pennsylvania, but back in 1995, I moved to Ohio to become the Deputy Attorney General of Ohio. I had been in Washington, D.C., where I'd worked as a communications consultant, and I was a spokesman at the Justice Department in Washington. So since 95, I've been an Ohioan. That's where I'll spend the rest of my life in Ohio. In addition to being the Deputy Attorney General, I've been a litigation partner in a law firm, a crisis communications person, and I've advised hundreds of political leaders, government officials on issues surrounding politics, media, law, and crisis communications. Yeah, so let's, uh, let's get right into it then. Let's zero in on uh, ballot initiative one. Uh, that happens to, uh, people will go vote on uh, August 8th, which is Tuesday. So tell us a little bit, what is initiative one? So in Ohio, like every other state, we have a state constitution, but it's pretty easy to amend in Ohio. Just a 50% vote plus one, and you can put whatever you want into the state constitution. And corporate special interests have already done this. The most blatant example is the casino industry a few years back. Um, it spent a lot of money in advertising to convince 50% plus one of the Ohio voters to put the right to run a casino and make a profit right in the state constitution, literally naming the addresses where the casinos would be and who would get to run them. This is directly in the state constitution. Of course, that's more suitable to a legislative setting, which if you want to have casinos in your state, it really ought to be your state legislature who does that. But because the Ohio state legislature wouldn't do it, the corporate interest went around them and put on a ballot issue. There are other things in our state constitution um, that are similarly uh, inappropriately there, should be in the state law instead. So as a result, our state lawmakers have put on a, a ballot issue this year that would elevate the standard to 60% required to amend our state constitution. This sort of super majority uh, requires that uh, different sides come together to support a change to an important document like our state constitution. You probably know that our federal constitution has a minimum standard of 66% of Congress just to get it to the states, and then 75% of the states have to agree to amend the federal constitution. A lot of us think our state constitutions should have similar supermajorities, and that's what the vote will be on August 8th. I see. So right now, it's, it's fairly easy to get an amendment on the constitution at 50%. Now, you, you kind of talked about the difference going from 50 to 60 and then talked about the federal, which is two-thirds, to 75% in some situations. Why is 60 the right number for Ohio? Well, any number over 50 is going to be good. There was a constitutional study commission a few years ago that recommended 55%. And the legislature here has recommended 66, 60%. 
when you get to larger numbers than 50, it requires both sides of an ideology to come to a table. It ought to be hard to change the governing document. Imagine what might have been put in the U.S. Constitution if the bar was as low as a 50% plus one vote of the population. The, the mind reels at the possibilities of stuff that could be littered into the U.S. Constitution with such a low bar. So for conservatives, uh, you know, we always like to see that things are uh, hard to make a change, or if you really want to make a change to uh, the Constitution, it should, to your point, it should take effort, uh, a stronger effort than maybe 50%. Uh, so that, that's good news. Do you, is there any impact that this would have on future ballot initiatives or anything coming up that we see in the future for Ohio? Sure, it's hard to avoid the fact that this November there very well may be on the ballot uh, a, uh, an issue to amend the right to have an abortion, plus an unspecified, among other things, sort of including but not limited to stuff, uh, into the state constitution. Many people suspect that in addition to putting the right to have an abortion right up until the ninth month, to be clear, the amendment that's being put on in November would allow one doctor to claim that a mental health of a woman required her to have an abortion literally in the ninth month. That would be written right into the state constitution in November. And if the standard is 50% plus one, it's entirely possible the voters might approve that because the, the abortion industry will spend millions of dollars in false and misleading advertising to try to convince Ohioans that somehow it's just about right when abortion may be in the first trimester, when of course, because it's the mental health of the woman as attested to just by one single doctor, it's going to put the right to abortion up to the ninth month into the state constitution. And other things that are not specified that have anything to do with reproductive rights, the term used in the amendment, which could include, of course, uh, little girls who mistakenly think that they're little boys and their ability to go insist that they have genital mutilation or chemical castration, which most um, reasonable people know is just evil to allow that sort of thing to happen. Yeah, so um, I, so I, I hear you talk now. So this is there is a lot at stake. Uh, it, theoretically, there is a lot at stake with what's going to happen on Tuesday, Mar uh, August eighth, uh, voting for this this change to go from fifty to sixty percent, making it so easy to change the constitution at fifty percent uh, allows uh, competing interests, corporations to kind of come in, spend a lot of money, move that needle. So it's 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 not super difficult to change the Constitution in that direction. So this would protect uh, the, the, the Constitution, it, harder to change it, um, but also protect, uh, make sure that people really want uh, these initiatives to come forward. And as you said, something very important on it that's coming up in November is, is changing the Constitution for abortion that will allow abortion to happen all the way up to nine months, which is very extreme. And I know the majority of Americans do not support something like that. No doubt that's true. Uh, the giveaway here is the abortion industry knows they can't get the policy they want from the people's elected representatives in the Ohio General Assembly. So by spending literally millions, it will eventually be tens of millions of dollars, typically from either out-of-state special interest or from the abortion industry itself, which profits from making abortions. They are attempting to confuse Ohio voters and place into the Constitution, which at a very fast read, looks like it's rather moderate. But the, as, as I mentioned, there's this loophole that one doctor saying that one woman's mental health 
would require her to have an abortion in the ninth month would be this is really just opening it up to abortion on demand up through the ninth month with with the only the smallest percentage of Americans think that that's good policy. Absolutely. So um, this is this is pretty unique, right? When you have a um, talk about the the dynamics of a ballot initiative. It's very different from uh, election between two candidates, for example. Sure, I have advised more than a dozen statewide ballot issues in Ohio over the years, all of them successfully, thank goodness. Uh, so it is, uh, it's a difficult enterprise to convince people to vote yes or no in a state ballot issue because it doesn't come down to personalities the way a candidate race does. Mm-hmm. Mary Jones is running against John Smith for state representative or state senate. Well, you might have met Mary at a county fair, or you might have met Mr. Smith down at the Rotary meeting, and you may have an opinion about them the way you have an opinion about anyone you meet. Or you may see them on television and decide whether you like them or not. Or they may have a party label next to their name, which gives you a, a little cue about whether you want to support them or not. We don't have that for state ballot issues. You have to read the language. And the language often is written in a way that it's hard to understand. It's just written by my colleagues' lawyers. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why it's written that way, but it can be confusing. As a result, people are often confused when they vote on statewide ballot issues, and they may or may not be paying attention to the places where you can find out the most. So it's a more information-intense uh, ballot decision. Yeah, and, and you know, complicated by the fact that this is happening in summer. A lot of people are on vacation. Uh, there's no candidates, no personalities on this. This is literally the only initiative that's on this ballot that we're asking uh, the people of Ohio to go out and vote. And the impact that it will have on their future is dramatic. No doubt about it. Here's what I expect would happen. If, in fact, issue one fails on August 8th, I expect special interest groups from the left and the right to line up and start to put their own extreme policies right into the state constitution. As it stands right now, the number of words in the Ohio state constitution is more than eight times the U.S. Constitution. Mm. That's how many extra statutes, if you will, or detailed policies have put into what really is supposed to be a blueprint for how the state general assembly and the state lawmakers and the people of Ohio can get along in a in a uh, in a system of government and laws. So yeah, so that that's that's a big impact. So let's let's explore a little bit on some of the strategies that both sides are putting in. Can you talk a little bit about what Republican the messaging that Republicans and Democrats are, are putting forth for this initiative on Tuesday? Sure, the Republican General Assembly leaders are the ones who recommended this to the ballot. That's why it's on the ballot. State uh, Secretary of State Franklin Rose has been a loud voice in support of issue one, as have many others. Um, the Democrats largely have, uh, have opposed this and they have linked arms with, in some of the groups they've linked arms with, not all, but some of them are really extreme. The Communist Party has come out against issue one. That's troubling when you're on the same side as the communist party, as has the abortion industry, which is spending millions of dollars. They've got millions of dollars to make, and they know that. And so they're spending millions of dollars, including some really over-the-top advertising that has people wondering what the real agenda is. Yeah, absolutely. So, Mark, where where could people, especially in Ohio, go to learn more about, about this issue? Well, the good news is, Restoration of America has had a lot of good coverage on this, and so I would start with there. But there are many good sources on the issue one side. 
including at the Ohio Republican Party site, which has really led the effort to do this. This isn't a partisan issue. There are many Democrats and independents who are supporting it. But for now, those of us who enjoy the first right newsletter every morning, at least on the weekdays, that point us to stories and all the great resources of Restoration America, that's where I recommend people go to get good information about this issue and other things that affect America. Yeah, well, we certainly uh, recommend the First Right newsletter and podcast as well. So, But Mark, this has been really informative, and I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and, and give us an update on what's going on in, in such an important uh, initiative in Ohio on Tuesday. So thank you. Thanks for all the good work you're doing with this podcast. I enjoy it. All right, well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting conservative media. Don't ever forget, by working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. Until next week, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. First Right, a new kind of news summary without the liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe by texting FIRST RIGHT to 30161. That's FIRST RIGHT, all caps, one word, to 30161.